Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hola, amigos. Football is over, and baseball has begun. This is Danny Rocket host of the Sunranto show asking you uh, why aren't you a Patreon supporter for just a dollar a month you can uh, support us on patreon.com slash Sunranto and listen to this show completely ad free and early for example the the show you're about to hear uh, was recorded five days ago and now you're getting it uh, because you don't support us for a dollar a month. So if you if you're walking into Jewel and some guy standing there and he looks you know like he's falling on hard times, he's like, "Can I have a dollar?" And you're like, "That's cool, man. Let me go get yourself a sandwich." You give him a dollar, even though sandwiches cost like five dollars even at Subway. Well, if you would give that man a dollar, you know, then why don't you just give it to me instead? Because that guy is just doing nothing. Here I am working my tits off. Actually, I've got tits, but I, I digress. Um, just support us. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. I'll be your best friend. Uh, season's about to begin. We're going to be doing a lot more things. You want to get everything early. You want to... I don't even care about this feed of the show, in fact. I, it, you might as well just tune out right now, because I'm just going to phone it in from the rest of this commercial. Just kidding. Here's the show. Kobe blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Kobe Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Oh, it's been a moment since I've heard the lovely strains of Mr. Old Times Dad. After that one, I, I think I know how Elvis died. <laughs> <laughs> I felt it in my head and my asshole. It was bad. Yeah, you, you guys heard the rumor that he died on like the toilet with a peanut butter jelly sandwich or something like that, bacon coming out of his ears. You, you guys, everybody knows that oh, story. Yeah. It wasn't peanut butter. That and, was a uh, shit sandwich, and everybody knows it. They've been covering that up for years. Well, and then, you know, it, he would still be alive if Weekly World News didn't go out of business. You know, that's, <laughs> that's the truth. And, uh, of course, like right below me there is... It's Club 400 beer, it's Cubs flag that has flown over beautiful uh, left fields in Wrigley Fields. Uh, how are you doing? I'm doing great, man, and enjoying it. And, uh, you know, it's it's been a while, so I'm ready to talk some Cubs baseball. Yeah, well, th- we were going to talk about the Cubs uh, last Wednesday, but then we were like, 
Well, the only thing that's going on is that Chris Bryant is sad. And so we were just like, screw doing a show. We just sit here and like rail on Chris Bryant and his bad clutch numbers and stuff like that. And like, right. we're like, I'd be sad too if I hit like that with runners in scoring position. But- yeah, now that's only going to be like 20 minutes of the show instead of the whole two hours. <laughs> the whole two hours, which it would have been then. Uh, but no, uh, so let's start there because that is really the first thing that happened. Chris Bryant goes on Barstool of all places. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I did a little poll on Twitter. I'm like, Barstool or no? Most people were no, but that's my Twitter situation. Some people didn't give a fuck. So it was about half and half. Yes, and didn't give a fuck, and absolutely not. So, but I was a little surprised. Yeah, maybe not. I mean, you know, Dave Portnoy gives a – he talks to Trump. <laughs> you know, like he gets the, an interview with the president. You'd think they could get Chris Bryant on the show. And they did. So Chris Bryant goes on there. He says, uh, "I'm not having fun." Hey, let me let me play the let me play the clip. I got the clip. Oh yeah. Oh, you got the clip. Oh, I got the clip. Here. Here we go. on this show. And there we go. A lot of noise right now. Obviously, surrounding the Cubs, surrounding you. Like, are you still having fun out there, man? Like, is it still? Um, that's a great question. A really good question. Uh, at times, no. At, at times, it really it it it, it got it, it really got to me sometimes. Like just. The stuff I was hearing, and I, I think I talked about this a little bit, like 2018, like the first trade rumors that started to pop up, like that really got to me. And then like, I found myself like, man, is this even fun anymore? Like, why did I start playing this game? You know, because it was fun. You know, obviously there's a lot of other stuff involved. Like you make a ton of money and there's fame and all this, but it's like, you got to get yourself back to why I started playing. And like, I just remember my first home run running around the bases. My dad picks me up after a round third. I don't even touch home plate, but like, that's the kind of joy that you got to find. And like, I found myself so sitting there. I don't now know. the Cubs have to hire his dad to pick him up when he hits home. That's runs. all we need. Just hire Chris <laughs> Bryan's dad to swing him around after he hits a three run bomb. Bada bing, bada boom, MVP. You're coming right back at you. Um, I mean, here's the thing, in my opinion, and I'm going to be honest here. I thought this was such a overblown Twitter. Cubs Twitter is angry and has nothing to talk about, and it was much ado about nothing. It was so late. I, I totally agree. It, no, it, this is important kind of information that we've got to, like, parse. And, uh, well, first of all, poor Jesse Rogers, because then Jesse Rogers goes out there, and he he writes an article – KB's not having fun. Do I have that one? No, that's me saying KB's not having fun. Because when I said it, nobody cared. Like, I'm like, here's my tweet. I'm like, KB says baseball isn't fun anymore. I'm like, Cubs fans agree. And I'm like, you know, it's not fun to watch all the other teams get players that you want. And, you know, KB's watching that too. He's looking at the team being like, where's the damn pitching? So he's like, yeah. And, and you know, the trade rumors, he's not about it. Well, that I don't have much sympathy for. You know, I'm like, eh, it's baseball. It's not fun to like have to move, but here's the thing. Whatever. Here's the thing. This guy has been successful his entire life, right? He comes here. He he finishes his uh, minor league season as the minor league player of the year. Next year, he gets fucked. The Cubs fucked him to get that extra year of service time. However, you want to put it, that wasn't cool. I'm just gonna say, it. was and he, it playing- and he still won rookie of the year? And he wins rookie of the year the next year, and then he wins MVP. But it's like then he gets injured and he, he kind of goes through some troubles and staying healthy. And then all of a sudden all these trade rumors and this and that, there are certain people that are really good at tuning out the noise. And that's why Jason Hayward isn't on Twitter. He's just like, fuck this. I don't need this shit. I'm much happier if I don't know what's going on. And so <laughs> that's that's where I am most of the time now. 
Right. I show up on Twitter like 20 minutes. I fucking scream for a moment, and then I'm like, I got to go. Yeah, I'm this is making me angry. I just don't get it because, you know what, we make fun of – it's that classic line from Bull Durham where he's teaching them all the stupid cliches. Hey, man, I'm just here to help the team. Hey, this guy's like literally trying to tell you what's kind of going on. Like, hey, you know, yes, we're making money and it's, you know, this and that. But some of this shit sucks, and it's true. It's not all glory, and, and he's trying to tell you what it's about, and people just – like I said, I think people just want to like take all their aggression on Jesse Rogers. I don't know what's going oh, on. I, like K- KB, KB's fucked if he, no matter what he says. But come on, KB did not have to go after Jesse Rogers specifically. And, you know, so C- Jesse Rogers says Cubs Bryant not having as much fun as before. Now, granted, clickbait. That is absolutely total what clickbait. you're going to total clickbait. So Bryant's. N- right in calling that out but he knows the shitstorm he's gonna bring on the bald head of jesse rogers the moment this breaks and he's the guy that says he's the big superstar that that everybody loves the golden boy must be a slow news day to take something genuine and turn it into something out of context do better at espn hashtag clickbait so I'm like, was clickbait trending? Like Chris, the, like this, the, that didn't even trend. Like you'd think that Chris Bride could get something to trend. He cannot. But you know, um, little Yumper brings up a, a really good point here, where he says, to be honest, KB is very underappreciated. Also, we didn't know the relationship KB and Jesse have. Maybe, maybe there's some more shit to it there. But again, I do think he is. Uh, I do think he's underappreciated. And, and again, I don't think he's underappreciated. Yeah, I mean, well, just because people don't like the fact that he just because people are vocal the dude is the one of the biggest names in a big market town people are going to talk about him if he's not doing what we were told he was going to do right like he's one of those guys that is sort of touted as a Mike Trout kind of guy but he's not in Mike Trout's atmosphere really they had a i mean they had a billboard of him before he even played a game at wrigley field right yeah you know i mean so like that's a bit of pressure by the way so did starlin castro so like you know and he was like 19 at the time so uh, the the thing is though with, with bryant I, he was probably overhyped that's not his fault right um Agreed. you know he's a human being and he's got feelings. Obviously, not everybody's going to enjoy every day at work. It is hard to play 162 baseball games over the course of a season and keep your body in shape and keep your mind about you as 40,000 idiots freaking scream in your face. That is none of that is easy. And to travel on top of it every day, every three days. Like, dude, you know what they call that in like that the, in in Broadway? They call that a split week tour and actors don't want to do them. Because you you do three shows in one town, you pick up, you drive, th- you know, three hours away, you do another, you know, three shows, and then you go to the next town, you do another three shows. Those are split weeks. They suck. Now, I know these guys are staying in the best possible uh, environments. But they're still hotels. You know, this well, is, he not was, in Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Yeah, Cincinnati. Rizzo gets shitty. Broke beds. down. Yeah, he's, he's, he's on the cot in the, in the <laughs> room closet. But, no, what I'm saying is he was expressing something honest. And he got shit on for it, and then he shit on Rogers for it. Right, and 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 then and then um everybody got involved. Dom, and, and, Dom and, Frederick and, got involved. He was and, screaming in his car. It, it was just the, was the, the question though is, is when you take a look at it is it is clickbait because honestly there's not really much to write about the Cubs. What do you want to write about? 
What, do you, what, what is new and interesting and fun that hasn't been said a thousand times? So that's the thing. These things, I don't even know if Jesse Rogers even writes those headlines. Do you get what I'm saying? That come from his Twitter. It, he, it's pr- like, he probably doesn't. He has to write the story and then well, newspapers and shit have other people he, that write headlines. Right, that do the headlines, yeah. Th- these days, though, you know. I don't know. The heckler, the heckler had a different take. KB clarifies, baseball (laughs) isn't fun when you hit 206. (laughs) Well, the wait is over. Baseball is about back. Uh, Football's done. The NBA's going. Hockey's going. Now, you might not be at the game this year, but you can still be in on the action over at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure that you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use their promo code ARMCHAIR to take advantages of all the great sign up bonuses. It seems like a typo. Take advantages? <laughs> um, Bet Online. Your online sports book experts and proud sponsor of the Sun Rento Show, which you're about to hear again. So well, you know. he had a shit year. They all did. Yelich had it. They couldn't review the tape. Hobby I mean, had uh, a shit year. Schwarber had a shit year. Un- unless Most you're pitching, didn't. if you're pitching and you hit 206, you're yeah. having a fucking ball. Yeah, what a what a difference of two years. You you get like the home run derby of 2019, and then like just nobody could hit in 2020. Yeah. You know, then, no. And, I wanted to you... circle. Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Good. I was going to just... say I wanted to circle back to something Danny said about him being overhyped. I don't think he's underappreciated so much as he was overhyped. I think he's appreciated properly for what he's done, but that. Being overhyped brings a lot of criticism if you're not going to be, you know, I mean, he, he hasn't done anything that should make us not like him. He's been a good ball player you well, know, up that, until that, last year. And, you yeah. know, but that being when you're overhyped like that, people just want to take shots at you. Yeah. Expectations are a bitch. How, how, about, how about this, though? You tell me in, at the beginning of the 2018 season – you ever thought you would see this? Now, I know these top 10 lists are kind of lame here, right? But this is Mike Petrillo and his top 10 third baseman. And Chris Bryant isn't even mentioned as one of the runner-ups. Yeah, Rendon, okay? Ramirez, Bregman, Chapman, Machado, Arenado, Urshela. I don't, Turner, I don't understand that. Ar- Arenado, by the numbers, has to be the top guy. He, Never, he's won every fucking gold glove since he's been there. So they got he, 10... They got ten guys on this list, right? Ten guys, and then he says, "Well, if the you know if it wasn't, I, I'd also put Baum, Donaldson, and after that, Jaime Candelario, former Cub. <laughs> All of them had a that, that sounds like he's got something personal against KB. When you're putting in Jamer Candelario, <laughs> you're just being a dick to KB at that point. Well, I mean, it's it's been disappointing the last few years, and I don't I don't want to you know beat a dead Chris Bryant here, but like. You know, he overhyped injuries played a, played a huge role in his lack of productivity. He's still making nineteen million this year. Nobody wants to take on that contract. They would have traded him, frankly, if they could have like gotten rid of it. You know how he ends up through arbitration at nineteen million is you know when you look at the output of some other 
you know, players, you know, it seems unfairly also valued for Chris Bryant to be even making 19 million at this point after the last three years, but that's how the system works. And the question is, what will he get in free agency? We haven't seen the extension from any of these guys. Nobody took an extension, not a single person. That tells me a lot about the Cubs right now. If you're like, actually, I don't want to play at Chicago. I don't want to, you know, fans are great, but this whole situation, I'm not digging what's going on. And up, that is up till about 2018, there was nothing but love for the Cubs and the Cubs way and the front office and everything. And since then, mm, you you haven't seen much well, of it, have you? John Lester said it, didn't he? He's yeah. like, we all know what the Cubs are doing right now. Like he said that literally. We have some. That. We did have some some uh, goodbyes coming up here. You could see. The announcement of Tyler Chatwood going to the Blue Jays for a one-year contract. You see our old friend uh, Jose Quintana making is going with uh, to the uh, Anaheim Angels, yeah. rejoining Joe Madden. Jose and then, Quintana going, going has back gone to Joe. the Angels. Has gone right. to the Angels. Well, now and he then, doesn't have a pitching coach. And then uh, John Lester. And this is the one that we, we, you know, we talked about this before about the uh, one-year contract with the Angels, or with the uh, Nationals joining uh, what's uh, Kyle Schwarber over there reunited again. But the thing that really bothered me, and I'm going to put uh, Jesse Rogers' tweet on here. Hopefully, nobody gets too mad about that. Oh, everybody's going to get mad. Don't put Jesse up there. <laughs> but you know, it was talking about. You know, he comes out and he talks about it, like you said. Talking about, oh, you know, everyone knows what the Cubs are doing, but this is the part that pissed the shit out of me, is that Lester's all class and he's grateful, blah, blah. Here's the thing. Meanwhile, he would have played for just about anything in 21 and deferred the rest, but the team said no. So just to give you an idea, you could have gotten John Lester, let's say, because they he could they could have given gotten $4 million. He got $5 million. They could have given him $4 million. And they could assign him to one million this year and one million a year the next three years, or one dollar for the rest of his life, like Bobby Bonilla. I just I can't sit there <laughs> and understand how you can't give a million dollars when you everyone's talking six man rotations. Everybody's talking that these guys didn't throw a lot last year and they're worried about depth, depth, depth. He's not taking anybody's spot that's going to need it. It's it's not. There's none of these guys other than what? How many guys have played more than one season? You know, you're talking about Davies and Hendricks. You know, the rest of the guys are all beat ups or, or new or haven't gone through the grind of a 162 game season. And so why wouldn't you use John Lester as a backup, a guy to mentor, a guy that you, he wanted to tip his hat to the Wrigley Field crowd one more time as a Cub. He wanted to end it as a Cub. I didn't think that was possible. I thought he wanted to go where, honestly, the situation in Washington's the best. He doesn't have to be the big dog. He can be a number four or five, which is what John Lester is right now. But the fact that he wanted to come back and would have come back for almost anything and the Cubs said no, somebody's got to explain that to me because I don't get it. Well, especially because then you do go and spend money on, like, the, the sheriff. Chafin is back. Chafin. 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 So and – and you give him, and it, you know, granted, he's got some experience. He's a, is a bullpen arm. He throws with his left hand. That's valuable. Uh, but you have the money for that situation, but you don't have it for John Lester. 
I mean, it seems like it could have been around the same money because what did Lester get? Like four? He got five million, but a lot of it's deferred. Washington's deferred. deferred. It's not even hidden. Yeah. And it's obvious that the Cubs don't care about the velocity going down. Right. And they're, they're velocity is not on the Cubs' radar. They don't care anymore. So Daniel did. Uh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. The Danny slower you can throw, the better. <laughs> uh, Danny mentioned Chafin. The Cubs got some names. So, I mean, I don't know how excited everyone's going to get. You got Andrew Chafin, who got a left hander. Right. Yeah, yeah, new cub. I do have his stats too. As long as I'm really skipping ahead in our script here, but here's Chafin's stats just to remind everybody: he was with Arizona forever, starting in 2014. Uh, they they let him go, or there was a trade. How the hell did we get Chafin? I think it was a trade. Um, or they release him. I don't. Who cares? Either way, he was terrible. At the <laughs> he, end of his, he he was actually left on their doorstep by people. Yeah, who they, didn't want yeah, him. yeah, exactly. They left him at the firehouses, one of the safe, <laughs> oh, the safe yeah. havens you can leave a guy like that. <laughs> right behind left field fire. Yeah, right, yeah, they just found him out there. Chad Noble was walking by. He's like, <laughs> "Who's this big guy that looks like a <laughs> that looks like a sheriff?" Chip Polio or Poleo writes in. I live in Arizona. Chafin is garbage. So he saw a lot of Chafin. And if you look at it, it's a lot of interesting innings. And here's the number that sticks out to me. The whip. Like, it's the ever-climbing whip that we're looking at. You know, uh, you know, 1-5. Then he, the best he ever did was in 2015, which he had a 1.14 whip. But you got nothing under. Oh, you one. forget about the amazing numbers he put up in 2020. In four Four games, he had a a one whip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, but it, he wasn't out there too much. Only that's how you make pitch. some money, folks. Go do a one a a 1.0 whip over four innings and in, no three innings in four games. I mean, he only pitched. He didn't even pitch ten innings last year because I mean, it, you know, it, he was kind of hurt. He was a bit of a workhorse though for a lefty. To go out there in 2019, 52 innings, like he'll give you 50 innings and 75 innings in 2015. I think that ship has sailed. But, um, and that was his best year by far. Um, but I, I guess, I mean, I don't hate the signing because he is, does throw with his left hand. He and looks, some of those. He looks, he looks pretty badass. He looks like, uh, uh, what's that, uh, that show, um, the, the one with the, the, the relief pitcher and, He's bowing down. Yeah, yeah, something like that. He just—he looks like one of those guys, you know. That uh, he just looks badass, intimidating, big. He's got the 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 handlebar mustache. He looks like a sheriff. Um, I don't hate it. You know, you're gonna need somebody out there. <laughs> he looks like a 1980s movie Harley Davidson rider. Yeah. <laughs> no, he looks like a current Harley Davidson rider, just with, <laughs> you know. But it, you know, I I don't hate this this signing. But if you have two million, two and a half million for Chafin, you're telling me you can't find that for John Lester, and uh, you know. And once again, this is like you got Rex Brothers. They gave him another contract too. So there's another million. So are you going to get a bunch of these million dollar scrap heap guys? Pay them all to basically pitch you ten innings in the year. And and not get somebody that could actually go out there like John Lester and give you solid five. That's what I don't get. And they and must a, have not thought he had anything in the tank. And, and like, again, that's bullshit. The intang- the intangibles that he brings to a team, you know, that that's the thing that I keep kind of coming back to. Is like this is a guy that 
Britt has a lot to offer any team, and that's why you brought him here to change the culture in the first place, and apparently not enough. Now, not only that, this is the one that our friend Evan Altman broke this week. Oh, that was not, awesome. Not Jesse Rogers, if we're going to keep beating that horse too, uh, but Trevor Williams signed a deal with the Cubs, and again, okay, I guess. I mean, what, what do his numbers say, Danny? Dude, Trevor Williams is dog shit. This is one of the worst motherfucking sign. The best thing that could come from this signing is that he has a good first half and we trade him to somebody that thinks he's going to have a good second half, at which point that person would be wrong and we'd be right because he is terrible. The only th- and the worst thing about it is that I, I'm going to miss facing him. Because this motherfucker, <laughs> like, he got his ass whooped. Here, I got the stats here somewhere. Um, where was it? Trevor Williams, 709 ERA at Wrigley Field. 709. He's going to play 81 games there. Well, not 81, <laughs> but I mean, what the hell? Eight home runs and 33 innings pitched. So get ready for that. Um, he, last year, he led all of the major leagues in giving up home runs with 15. Uh, which, you know, I suppose the, the Pirates manager probably, probably just left him out there, to, <laughs> you know, because, like, they didn't even have a bullpen. So, uh, but I do have some of his numbers here. I'll, I'll put them up as, as soon as I find him. Oh, yeah, Trevor Williams stats. Here we go. He was with Pittsburgh for the last five years. He has a lifetime ERA of 443, but it's, once again, it's climbing. Uh, 536 in 2019, 618 last year. He had one decent year, which I remember he was decent against us uh, in 2018. Um, If you remember, the Pirates actually really screwed up the end of that year for us by having the audacity to beat us in September as the Brewers took over first place or tied us for first place. The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences so the more you use indeed the better it gets and listeners of this show will get a 75 dollars sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash match just go to indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. 
I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims bras at skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows. Place. Here's the thing I keep hearing, though, is that like people say, like, well, Lester's going to take a spot in the rotation. No, guys, it's going to be about depth this year. And what this reminds me a ton of is 2006, where like kind of that 2003 hangover still kind of going. And you still had some guys on that team that were part of that core. And you had Wood and Pryor, who, who got injured in 2004, got injured in 2005. They got injured again in 2006. And if you look at that season, you'll see all these guys that had starts that year. Uh, Carlos Marmol started out as a starter that year in 2006. Juan Mateo, all these guys you, you will not even remember worth of shit. And, and that's the thing is, is I guarantee you, you're going to see that, that car in Iowa getting on the bus in Iowa is going to get a lot of mileage because you're going to have a lot of guys coming up and down. You, you think Braylon Marquez is going to come in and, and throw, uh, what, 300 innings? You think, uh, Albert Alze is going to throw 300 innings? Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's the, the new for real deal. 
He's like, the new like, Fergie Jenkins. He's the new yeah. Fergie Jenkins. Well, I'm I'm going to tell you guys right now why Trevor Williams got hired. I mean, if you didn't know, uh, his father Richard Williams was once an usher. He worked four summers at Wrigley. Yeah. My guess is that a very drunk uh, Tom Ricketts is in debt to Richard Williams from one of those games in which old Richie had to, had to get him out of a bad situation. Yeah, (laughs) no doubt. The, uh, that was a kind of a sweet thing though, with the father. Right. There's one person real excited about this. (laughs) Well, and and doesn't, doesn't it kind of feel like the same as uh, what's his fuck from last year? That they hired the oh Kipnis, yes Kipnis, yeah. It, so, that's going to be the story. What I just told you, you will hear on every marquee broadcast that oh, we see. Trevor, yeah, Williams. he's going to be on everything. Every time Trevor Williams unfortunately takes a baseball into his hand to pitch for the Cubs, um, but it, this is what Ray Beccario writes in. He goes, Trevor Williams has more upside in 2021 than Lester has because he grades out two pitches that are above league average. Lester has zero now. That's true. Our pitch lab and pitching infrastructure will do wonders for him. And you know, Ray Vicario works for Pitch Lab. Yeah, he's like, <laughs> he's like, he has stock in Pitch Lab. I, again, I'm not saying that that's wrong, and and it's not good to have. Again, it's not bad to have a good Dude. amount of depth. Okay, you want to have depth in this situation because you don't know what you're going to get, especially after that shortened 2020 season. So you're not going to sit there and be like, for one million dollars, you got an insurance policy with John Lester for one million dollars. All those young guys you're going to bring in there, they're going to sit next to John Lester and learn some shit. Okay, and that's all I'm saying. I don't know what John Lester could or couldn't be. I'm just telling you right now, as this team's composed. They're not winning the World Series. We know they're not an upper-tier team. So what the shit does it hurt to let John Lester be out there? I don't see a big deal. Well, especially because we're, they they seem to be handing out, you know, million-dollar contracts. Well, remember the heady days when they were just like, oh, here's $3 million to this guy, $3 million. Smiley got $7 million just to rehab, you know, right. and then they got nothing for him. So, it, you know, it's they Theo used to spend – yeah, I mean, just like Tom spends his dad's dad's money, Papa Ricketts, <laughs> Theo was like, un- he's like the best friend of the rich kid. He's like, oh no, we'll pay for everybody to go on the go karts, no problem. And then, <laughs> and then he's like, give him the money, <laughs> yeah, give him the money, Tom. You want these people to like you, right? I already told that you had to pay for the go karts. Like that's where we were with Theo. And then, t- and then Tom was eventually like. Okay, my dad got mad. He's not going to give me a thousand dollars allowance anymore. We can't do the go karts, and it all kind of trickled down from there. And uh, now we got to trust Pitch Lab. Welcome to Pitch Lab. So, twenty nineteen. Uh, if you're talking about the money being turned off in Theo, I pulled this up here. This is the Cubs. Now, remember, I want to say twenty nineteen was the off season of Manny Machado and Bryce Harper, and everybody kind of everybody watching. Who's going to get Manny Machado and who's going to get Bryce Harper? And I know, I know, I know Harper isn't, hasn't turned out or lived up to that contract. But what you're saying is you want to play with the big boys. And the way that Theo had it all set up was clear that that was who he was going for. And when you talk about Bryce Harper and the dog named Wrigley, and that's the part of the red line show that Chris Bryant was on that did make the big news is that Harper was like, yeah, Chicago's my first choice. And so 2019, when that spigot got turned off, this is what the Cubs offseason looked like. Descalso, <laughs> $5 million. Brad Brock, 
three million. Xavier Cedeno, Tony Barnett, Kendall Graveman, and Kyle Ryan. That was the the big Cub acquisitions. How did that work out? Ten ten million bucks, eleven million dollars, yeah. and and of a, a pretty much wasted money. Right, and no, then you nobody there was good. Not you one traded. Guy. You traded get a bunch guy of guys. That, get one guy for eleven million. That's good, and that is that will give you more than all of those guys you just said that cost $11 million that didn't really give you much of anything at all. Right. And a bunch of trades and claims at off season that again, never did anything other than Rowan wick. He's still with the team clearly. And then, okay, that was one year. Maybe that was just a fluke, right? Here's 2020's off season. Steven Souza for a million, Ryan Tapera for 900 K Jeremy Jeffers for 850 K Dan Winkler, the Fonz, 750 K they spent $3.5 million last year in the offseason. Little Yumper brings up, and I totally agree with Little Yumper here. This is the moment the spigot got turned off. Don't forget about the option pickup of Hamels, $20 million. We have said it on the show. That is, is exactly what happened because that happened right away. That like didn't even wait on that. It was like the season wasn't even over. I don't even think the World Series had happened yet. And they were always like, <laughs> they're already like, Hamels, 20 million, here you go. R- old Man Ricketts is good for it. And Old Man Ricketts was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Come on in here, Theo. We need to have a little talk. Like, uh, you can't just go out and he's like, I was pretty much going to give you 20 million to spend for the whole offseason. <laughs> and you just gave it to one guy. And well, then it was over. And that was the end of it. And, and again, since. Since then, we've been bargain shopping, and that's where I kind of laughed at this next pickup we've got this season. Cole Stewart. Got him at Cole's. Cole's Cole cash. Stewart. And that was one of my TFCs was, was yeah, basically Cole's cash. Cubs discount strategy takes a t- literal turn when they sign a guy named Cole. So. Yeah, my mom likes Cole's. She's, she's a fan of shopping over there. She gives me shirts I never wear from there. It's really wonderful. It's kind um, of one of those scams that like they always charge really high prices and then make you think you get a good deal because of the Kohl's cash. Yeah, right. I, you I walk know, in and they're like, this would be $100, but we're only going to charge you 20 I mean, but you're, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, ooh. You're like, but it's a piece of shit and you don't like it. That's okay. I saved $80. Um, it, so cool, Stuart. I mean, the other bloggers. You we know, just ruined our uh, our Cole sponsorship opportunity. <laughs> I've, been, oh, I've been working on that for fucking years. You guys <laughs> well, just ruined it. <laughs> I know, uh, but uh, Cole Stewart, I mean, a lot of people are high on this guy. You know, they they, they one year seven hundred thousand. He was drafted right behind Bryant. You know, they, so people are like high on this dude in the same way that they're high on Bryant in that. Obviously, a lot of people saw a lot of potential in this guy, and they still do because I looked it up, and he's got a lot of movement, and that's a new thing, spin rate, movement, all that stuff. You know, they're measuring all that. And uh, Well, in the Nash- retail price tag says $5 million. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so for $700,000, you are like, well, I'm saving. That's how these – That's how, It was uh, all Coles cash, baby. Yeah, that's how that's how uh, they sold it to Ricketts. They're like, "Hey, listen, this guy's worth five million. Listen, he's almost like a Chris Bryant who calls you nineteen million. He's like, but this dude only seven hundred thousand, and he's only uh, he's just uh, two racks over from uh, Bryant. But he's got. I like how the Ricketts strategy is like. Well, if they suck, at least they didn't cost much. And then you're like, no, 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 
they don't cost much because they suck. Yeah, yeah but if they suck, it doesn't cost much. Yeah, they it's don't a win win. Two more additions. Care. Two more additions to your 2021 Chicago Cubs. Austin Romaine is going to. I keep calling him Romaine. Romaine is going to be on a 2021 major league contract. Backup catcher. Maybe. Ding, 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 ding. We'll, we'll see what happens if they decide to keep Wilson or not. But well, uh, let, let's hope they go three catchers because that's <laughs> that's the fucking key right there. Yeah, the I mean, what, what do you know about Austin Romine? I mean, he was on the Tigers. Like, they haven't done shit for years. Not that he's responsible for that. But it's not like, you know, he's been in a situation where they're trying to do anything. I mean, you know, this guy, I, I don't know. He's, I'm sure he's great. But I'm just saying, uh, like, not you know, really. They should have gotten Yachty. That's what. I, that's where I'm going with this. The, 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 no, the, shut the, up, <laughs> Rocket. Good the, God. The defensive run saved and the framing metrics. I, I really don't know what they see in the guy. I don't know. They're, I, I they're, they're average. They're average. He's an average backup catcher. Which, like, you're like, you're not excited about, especially because you're coming off a of Caratini. You know what I mean? And uh, Pincus points out he was solid on the Yanks. Yes, that is true. But he's also much older than when he was on the Yankees now. And these that, are catcher's legs that we're talking about. So I'm and just kind of like. taken uh, different ways. I don't know what he's saying by solid on the Yanks. But uh, can I get back to the one more thing about Cole Stewart? Because that's uh, a pitch lab special situation. Uh, and it's the upside that they're seeing in this guy. You know, and that's what interests me. Like, you know, Austin Romine, I don't see any upside in. Cole Stewart might be around for a while. So if they can pitch lab this guy out a little bit, he's got a lot of movement. You know, I'm I'm thinking that maybe something – I think that this is the – I'm going to go with uh, your Brett Taylors on this, being like, huh, Cole Stewart, oh, huh, Cole's cash, huh, let's make fun of it. And then really look in and be like, there might actually be something here, that we might have a uh, Kyle Hendricks type <laughs> – which I mean, that's exactly how they get you at Coles, Danny. I mean, you just <laughs> you just described everybody's experience when they go to Coles. The Coles marketing strategy. <laughs> I don't I don't bring this up to talk more about Cole Stewart specifically. It's that they're seeing something in some of these arms this, that this, that, this, that maybe I see they're, they're seeing they're seeing that slot angle, right? If you've seen the stories, kind of about that is like. The pitch lab is finding new angles for guys' arms to go into, and somehow that makes them better. Right. And so there was one other signing that was the big signing that, that got some headlines, and uh, that's going to be Jock Peterson, former outfielder for the uh, world champion L.A. Dodgers in an agreement with the Cubs. So that that's, is your. That's the big news. So we really like led with the trash, and then when you know we got to build it up, we got to tease it, Danny. Yeah, yeah, we we got to. We, we should have had a commercial right there. We'll be like, oh, we'll be we right got to tease that jock. Yeah, we'll be right back <laughs> to talk to you about jock. Um, well, the you know I'm going to see a lot of Jack Peterson if they let us into Wrigley Field. Uh, we will. I will be you know looking at Jack Peterson's butt quite a bit. And, uh, you know, I, I'm thinking, I'm trying to think of what we should do out there. I'm thinking we dress like the nerds in 16 candles and wear jock straps on our heads, like these fine young gentlemen that I'm showing a picture of right now. Uh, remember them on the bus? I think they, <laughs> they shot Molly Ringwald with their uh, laser guns. But, um, you know, Jock Peterson, he's a cheaper Schwarber with worse splits. 
and about equal defense. Does not have Schwarber's arm, which people he's, underestimated. You know what, though? He's not really that much cheaper. Everybody's been talking about how much cheaper he is, but Schwarber was going to get like 7.9 to 8-something no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. In, in arbitration, right? That's what he was projected at. But that that was a projection. The Cubs didn't have to give him that. A lot of people have been talking about seven million. At the best, he was going to get the bottom of that because there's no fucking way that any arbiter, after the last season and the up and down before that, is going to give him more than what the Cubs were going to offer. They were going to side with the Cubs if that went to arbitration. So Jock Peterson is the same price. That was always frustrating with me when I was seeing that going through, you know, Twitter and everything, everybody talking about how much cheaper he was. The Nationals gave Schwarber 10 million, but the Cubs were never going to come in anywhere near that. And they wouldn't have had to. And so that's where you have this issue that, okay, if they would have gone to arbitration, and here's the thing, most teams do not like to go to arbitration because then you sit there and you go to in front of the arbiter and trash the player and say why he sucks so bad and why he doesn't deserve the money. And they didn't want to do that with him. And then he went and he got the $10 million. So um, that is apparently what the White Sox were going to offer Jock Peterson, but it would have been as a platoon player. And Peterson's doing a one-year bet on himself type deal that he can he can play, he can hit against both righties and lefties, and the goal is to turn that into a big contract. Well, let's look, take a look at his stats. Um, he's not great against the lefties. Yeah, he's not great, I, and I don't have those splits in front of me uh, right now, but uh, here's his, his – Regular stats. It, he had a bad year last year, as did a lot of guys. 84 OPS plus, 681 OPS, only hit seven home runs. But in 2019, the year uh, the, before the Dodgers won the World Series, he hit 36 home runs, but that's in juice ball year. I think he's good for about 25. The thing that makes me mad is Schwarber's good for like 30, maybe, you know, like, uh, when you when and that's going to be the comparison between these guys. It's like, would it have been worth keeping Schwarber, at, you know, at about the same price as you ended up with Jock Peterson? When Schwarber's been here, he knows the system. Um, you know, sometimes the change of scenery is <laughs> he knows good. the system. When they run those plays, he'll be he'll be on top of it. Um, well, I, I'm just saying, like you know, Schwarber, you, you know, he he knows. Wrigley, he knows left field. Like it's not an, an easy left field to play. Wrigley's not an easy place to play the outfield in. Jock Peterson is not known to be a great defensive outfielder either. They say he's improved, and I do have some stats for that that I'll put up right now. They had him out in center field, which is unfortunate for him. And Dodgers fans, I saw a lot of complaints when I looked him up on Twitter. Um, but you know, he, his defensive, uh, his defensive run saved, uh, I mean, in tw- 2017, negative 12, just <laughs> absolutely terrible. And then he got into the positive in 2019. Here's, a, so here's the other he's thing though, better, that, but so is Schwarber. Here's the other thing though, that Michael can attest to is that those West coast ballparks are a son of a bitch. They are giant and they are difficult to play. And so Kyle Schwarber didn't have to play in Coors Field, in in uh, Dodger Stadium, in Petco. I mean, those outfields are just ginormous. Well, the other thing, too, is that if you look at Kyle Schwarber's positions, they don't say center field or right field ever because there's no way he was going to move to those spots 
in any situation. Uh, Jock Peterson does give them somewhat more, you know, flexibility because even if he's not great in those positions, he's probably way better than Schwarber would be in that spot. And uh, and 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 again, you know what I mean. It's it's just easier to play outfield in Wrigley than it is in Dodger Stadium. It just is. It's a little bit tighter field, right? You can. Well, I don't know. Side uh, side right, right field is tough. I mean, poor Jason Hayward out there, you know, needs my, basically mining or, or uh, those glasses that you use to cut diamonds oh, in order oh, to. Well, he needs welding, welding glasses. Yeah. He needs welding glasses, <laughs> you know, in order to, to see. I mean, left field's not quite as bad. And well, plus, you got me and Bleacher Jeff behind you yelling at you. And the whole time. Uh, that's not easy. You know, the other thing, though, is it was our uh, friend of the show, David Kaplan, broke the story here that. Uh, sources have confirmed to me that Tom Ricketts recently increased the Cubs player payroll, allowing Jed some flexibility to reshape his roster in a division the Cubs view as winnable. Well, I and, love how that story came out after we signed Jack Peterson. Cause they came, we yeah, it was like, oh, they increased the payroll. I was like, well, duh, they just signed freaking Jack Peterson, idiot. Like, Well, because everybody was asking. asking. Everybody's like, wait, how, how did wait, this happen? How did that happen? Oh, well. We added a little bit of more money because we're, this is a winnable division. And then the Cardinals were like, here, hold my beer. We're going to yeah, go well, take we'll, Arenado we'll for that. free. Can I, but can I say a couple <laughs> more things about Jack Peterson? Here's what I like about him. I think he's already a fun guy. He's the dude. And if you don't remember, he went out for coffee at the Starbucks by Wrigley and brought it back for the team. So there's a picture of him there doing that. And uh, another weird thing about Jock, and and this was a bit of a controversial thing when I was looking him up uh, for the Dodgers fans. Did you guys see this? Uh, when he was at the All-Star game in the home run derby, there are like little, uh, I don't know what those are, like nipples, neck nipples on the back <laughs> of his neck. And I was like, what the hell is that? And Dodgers fans didn't know either. Apparently it was acupuncture stuff, but I still don't believe it. I think that that's some hit lab ass shit you, that they you, have out in LA. You are going to be in the left field bleachers at some point in time this season. You'll have your camera ready. Jock will be there. We will, we will revisit this. Yeah. I'll be like, Hey, Jock, show me your neck nipples. Yeah. That, that's where <laughs> they plug them into the matrix. Yeah. I, I, they, I'm telling you, remember how the Cardinals have all those made up guys? You know, the Dodgers might have a few made-up guys, too. Although, Jock Peterson, it, it, he's the one who's, whose dad played, actually, in the major leagues. Uh, so, it, he's son of Stu Peterson. And I like what baseball reference uh, does. <laughs> I'm sorry. That sounded like you said stupid first. Like, stupid. Yeah. Stu Peterson, uh, who actually played in the major leagues for a while. So, this is a, a father-son situation. The thing I don't like about Jack Peterson, uh, he's got the nickname Dizzy, which is not what you want, according to, you know. So, if you're an outfielder, you're looking up, you're looking up into the sky. Waiting for a ball to drop. You don't want a guy with a nickname Dizzy out there trying to do that. You know it's what I mean? It's because when he hit home runs, uh, Chris Bryant's dad would pick him up and spin him around. <laughs> <laughs> um, another th interesting thing about Jock, he played for Team Israel as well So in the World Baseball Classic. So that's pretty cool. Uh, they they were terrible, but remember they had that mench on a bench. Mench on a that bench. Guy. That was hilarious. <laughs> I was like, I was like, really? This is okay? Like you guys are all right with this? All right. Well, as long as you're doing it, you know, do your thing. Um, and uh, I I mean, here's the thing: change a scene for these guys. 
Jack Peterson, uh, you know, Dodgers won the World Series. Obviously, he was part of that team. Uh, got a lot of postseason experience. Not that he's going to get that this year, but <laughs> but uh, but he he does have a lot of postseason experience. Uh, so does Schwarber. But you know, maybe it's a good thing to just like move things forward. It's a one year deal. Bring him in, let him prove himself. You know, you're seeing a that, lot of those all across baseball. Those one year prove it deals. Yeah, and that's fair because you know, well, let's there, face it, a, they're paying a lot for these guys. Well, and they're they're going through the contract negotiations next year, so you know, nobody's going to lock it up for that much longer, except unless you're the Cardinals or the Brewers, because they don't mind going over. The Cubs are Mister One Year Deal that won't spend any money. But um, we do need to talk a little bit about Arenado and what happened over there because our thunder got taken. I was like, you know, Kaplan's out there. Oh, Cubs are releasing the payroll. And I'm like, oh, bring it on. We're going to side everybody now from here on in. We're getting Wong. We're getting everybody. Everybody that we can get, we're getting. <laughs> you were nope. Wong about that. Yeah, I was totally Wong. Uh, we didn't get any of them. Uh, we got Jack Peterson, and then they were like, oh, well, that's it. Um. I mean, Arenado, I, I know it sucks. Cardinals got better this weekend. They just did. Uh, they had Matt Carpenter over there. He was a terrible defender. Now they got a gold glover with a bat. And Aren, But uh, let me bring you some good news. Um, so Arenado's home and away stats, much has been made of this. But it is significant because, you know, uh, Coors Field in Colorado – Michael, you've been there numerous times. You you live there. The air is thin. Look at this. I mean, OPS plus of 120 at home where he's played his whole career and 79 away from Coors Field. That is huge. Okay, OBP separated by 54 points. That is huge. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, you know, this is not, you know, uh, this is not insignificant. Is Look at his um uh is batting average that's ridiculously different 322 at home 263 on the road like come on now he's now he's all on the road now he'll never play that this is not going to transfer to bush stadium he's a 263 hitter you know that's what but he's going to give you gold glove defense which hey these days and age this day and age 263 ain't bad you know and the other thing you have to kind of talk about though is how bad that trade was for the Rockies. Okay. So when you talk about the trade and this isn't Jeff passion, this is Jeff Passan. I want to make sure it's, we're clear about that. <laughs> but, actually, uh, his, it's actually pronounced passion. It's I almost passion. Yeah. Everybody calls him Jeff Passan, but I'm like, what is he freaking French? No, but this is what <laughs> happens. The Nolan Aaron out of the St. Louis, right? So the return for the Rockies Austin Gomber and prospects, Elias Matero, Mateo Gill, Tony Losey, and Jake Summers. None of these guys are any good. And basically, Colorado is paying uh, the Cardinals for Arenado. 50 yeah. plus $53 million. Yeah. Like, like Jesus Christ. What, what the, hell, the hell made that trade? What's going on, Michael? Tell me the Colorado vibe. Oh my God. The, the Colorado Twitter is in a fucking uproar. They're, they're jumping off the ship. They like, you think we are angry about shit. Oh my God. Over there, they are upset because this was basically 
their guy. I mean, they had Todd Helton, right? That was yeah. he's the face of the franchise. Arenado, though, came up through the system. He was one hundred percent Colorado Rocky. There was a good chance that he would be there. They could make it last his whole career. He was going to be the face of, you know, of Colorado forever. And then probably the way he was going with all the gold gloves and, you know, the way that he hit in Colorado, as Danny said, is a little bit better, but a little, <laughs> that was, that was going to, he, he was on, a, on the road. He was kind of on a hall of fame track, you know, as, as close as you can have it without having completed your career you know, you're moving that way. And then, I mean, the big thing was they told him like two years ago, we are going to build after you right after they beat the Cubs in that fucking wild card game. And they're like, we're going to build around you. They gave him 162 million and fucking like one year later, they were trying to trade him. It was ridiculous. He got pissed off. The front office there is a goddamn mess. They, well, they spent, remember they spent like $80 million on like three arms in the bullpen. Wade Davis, like Wade Davis was one of them. Wade Davis was one of them. And then the Wade o, Davis and, got like 56 million. And then they had Ottavino, all the guys that started with, Oh, remember that we, we used to make fun of that on this show. Like they had Ottavino and then two more guys that started with, Oh, right. And, it, well, it, and they've had some good arms over the last few years that are a little bit wasted out there in Colorado, but still able to put it together. Yeah, they, I mean, trust me, as frustrated as we are with the ownership and the front office in Chicago, all you have to do is start to look into what is happening in Colorado and you will fucking love Tom Ricketts and Jed Hoyer. So here's the thing is, is that this, this kind of goes back I in- think. Into Theo and this idea of, you know, Theo is part of the problem of coming up with this. It's him and the Astros have decided tanking's a good thing. And so now you literally have like a, a lot of teams in baseball that are absolutely tanking right now, absolutely just flushing the toilet on it. And, and Colorado's one of them. And, and Which is crazy of- because they were making a run at it last year. They actually and- were good late in that season. It's it's just one of those things, and so you have Nolan Arenado, who is uh, again going to the Cardinals. The Cardinals got better, and then we hear that the one name that I kept hearing be like, "Hey, this guy'd be good with the Cubs," Colton Wong. Okay, well, he's in an agreement with the Brewers, two years, eighteen million yeah, with a third year club option. That's not a good deal, though. That I'm glad the Cubs didn't do that and for that money. Two years, eighteen million. I mean, I, I'm fine with this. Not my money. Like, fine, get Colton Wong all you want. But if it means that we're not going to do anything else ever again, then I don't. If nine, it, nine million on your books a season isn't a ton of money, relatively speaking. And again, Schwarber is getting more than that. Yeah. Okay. So put that in put that in perspective. So here's what you're doing. And again, everybody yelling me about the John Lester situation. You have a bunch of guys that are not swing and miss type pitchers. You don't have anybody that's blown it by anybody. What does that mean? It means you need defense. Okay? Defense is key right now. And and by getting Colton Wong, and this is from Matt Clapp at the Blog Finds, uh, Kenston Hura with the Brewers, in the last two years, negative 13 defensive runs saved 
in 130 games. Colton Wong, the last two years, 25 defensive runs saved in 200 games and 41 defensive runs saved in the last three years. So when you have a team like the Cubs, and again, nothing against Nico Horner. He hasn't been allowed time to develop. When you talk about Nico, he skipped AAA because they ran out of uh, shortstops and they just put him up there. Last year, he was basically riding the bench to me. His development is getting stunted. He needs another year or two in the minors. We know the Cubs have a lot of guys that are going to be ready in about a, in two years that are going to start coming through the system. And so this would have been a really good bridge move, a perfect bridge move in my opinion. And with the type of pitchers that are pitching to contact, uh, Davies, Hendricks, Mills, these are not guys that are going to be striking people out. You got rid of you, Darvish. You got rid of your strikeout guy. So you need a defense. If you could have a really good defense around those guys, a lot of these pitchers you see the Cubs picking up are known for sinker ballers, stuff like that. But you have to have really good defense. Who are we getting in second base? You think Nico? I don't know. Nico doesn't have enough development in my opinion. I think Nico has the opportunity to be a very good player. I yeah, think he N- needs- Nico makes league minimum, though, is the problem. Right. And so for me, I would love to see Nico get every day at bats. I don't want to see Jason Kipnis come back and split time with Nico. And and again, you saw Jason Kipnis' defense. Not well, I, I agree with you, Crawley, about the defense. And yeah, Jason Kipnis is not going to be the fucking guy if that's what you need. Yeah. It, it, I mean, what can you say? It, we It was so strange because I was like, oh, the Cubs are tanking again because that was – all signals were pointing to that. And then they're like, actually, no, here's a bunch of money for Jack Peterson. And you're like, oh, well, maybe we're not taking. And Kaplan's like, oh, no, they've, they've released the Kraken and we're all going to, we're going to get all the players now. And then it seemed like now we're not in on anybody anymore. This is what we're going to go with. It's going to be, uh, we're, you know, it's like you're putting duct tape on the bottom of the boat trying to keep it from sinking. And, you know, every leak that comes, you just put another piece of duct tape on it. But it's like, you know, if he if if Ricketts did indeed increase the payroll, I don't think he increased it by that much. Like, I don't you know, maybe it feels like Hoyer has to ask. Right. It feels like Hoyer has to ask for every position. If I'm Jed Hoyer. I got to be like, look, man, I'm, I'm doing what you asked me to do. I'm slashing payroll. I'm doing what you asked me to do. You got to throw me a bone here because I'm getting the, the, the shit taken out on me right now. Because And, again, that's what he signed up for. Nobody's arguing that. It's just a matter of you, you got you got to put something out there. Again, you have Marquee. You're not going to be doing Marquee in a year. Um, so you have Marquee. <laughs> Ooh. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. That was that was a, the Eric Wheelow drop. I know. It really yeah, was, yeah. Was, for, the, for the Brewers. Wheelow, thing, Wheelow. You know? But, but uh, you know, it's one of those things that you have to have something to t- have people tune in and watch. You know what I'm saying? And so you, you got this here, but it's a, it really is a winnable division. But I'm looking at all five of the central teams. And do you remember how that worked out for the central teams in the postseason last year? Oh yeah, exactly. They're all fighting for the uh, the uh, privilege of losing in the first round of the playoffs. It's like congratulations. I'm trying to now get swept in the playoffs. Did it's anyone like, win a game from the no. NL Central? I don't uh, think so. a game. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. They just uh, you know they just <laughs> laid over and died. You know, rolled over I, and died. I remember looking at that and going, "Wow, NL Central all across that playoffs. Like we're gonna really find out how good this NL Central was." Oh yeah, my God, and, they were and terrible. The answer was not very. 
And uh, it, but let me give you Cub fans a little bit uh, more good news, and that's uh, Arenado. Look at his uh, numbers in ballparks. Okay, look at his numbers at Wrigley Field. Only a 782 OPS, and he's batting 247. Like, do not be scared of this guy. Now, do I wish the Cubs got him? Do I wish the Cubs could make a trade like the Cardinals just did? Like, why is Jed not doing that? Like, you know, like, why do the Cardinals get that deal done? It never Cubs, even occurred to him it would be that easy. It would be that easy. Because remember, because <laughs> last year, the last year, Theo was going to trade Chris Bryant for Arenado. You know what I mean? That's what the rumor was. And instead, like, they, they, uh, Austin Gombra would have done. So you could have just, <laughs> uh, you could have gone in there with, you know, uh, Rowan Wick. And like you know, uh, you know, maybe Caratini when he was on the team. Did you see St. Louis? We're going to give you Austin Gomper, but you got to give us fifty-three million in Arenado. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But we, he's got to play for us for free. That's what we're looking for. You know, if that's cool with you. And and but why can't Jed get that done? Why can't Jed get a deal like that done? That's hey, one know, sweet Jed, ass deal. Exactly. It's a sweet ass deal. I mean, and in fact, it's annoyingly sweet because like, you know, you could tell who's carrying water for the Cardinals, which is a lot of writers, but uh stupid uh, USA Today. Oh, my God. Bob Nightingale. He just he loves it. He's like, oh, the Cardinals really pulled off a real swoondoggle of a boondoggle. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> you know? You're like, they did not. Like, the Rockies suck and the Cardinals, you know, I don't know. They're, I, I, I know think, what kind of deal they got with the devil. I, to be I able think to isn't like the uh, – aren't the Cardinals going to get a compensation pick for that deal too? Probably. <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, they get a free compensation pick because they're, they're well, taking right, and $53 million. Because every deal has to go through the commissioner's office. They can actually veto any deal if it's not fair, if it's not good or whatever. That went to the commissioner's office. He's like, eh, we're going to give you a compensation as well. Unbelievable. Now, let me let me tell you one thing that scares me about this situation, though. The Arenado leverage, okay? Uh, leverage situations. The dude in high leverage situations and medium leverage situations is great. He's, you know, got an OPS uh, over 900 in both high and medium situations. He's better than your average player. He's got a 108 OPS plus in high leverage situations. This is something that, you know, you can't really quantify. You, We all remember Aramis Ramirez. His, clutch. His penchant for the so-called clutch. Now, whether that's luck or if it's something that you can dig down deep into and find – but you get a reputation for being a person that can do the right thing at the time you need it. Arenado is that guy. And that's what scares the crap out of me in this situation. It, you know, and you know, there's, there's enough uh, third baseman around the NL central that already terrorized the Cubs. We don't really need another one. And Arenado, you know, we were, that was the, the debate, Brian or Arenado, who's better. Well, now we got to look at them freaking 19 times a year, and it's a yeah. freaking disaster as opposed to six or seven. So, my, get- my, Oh, go ahead, Carly. My first thought when I saw that trade was this idea of seeing Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado all those times. I mean, both of those guys. It's like, Christ. Yeah, right. exactly. And Well, and get ready to hate Arenado, too, because he is all of Yachty. He is a dick. 
He's a fucking <laughs> thin-skinned, whiny bitch. I do not have any love for the guy. I think he's a great baseball player, but when he's up at bat and somebody comes in tight on him or hits him, like I've seen it against the guys, he whines and bitches and moans and he acts like everything's a fucking problem. Like, and now he's going to fit right in Cardinals way. I mean, that's, that's what Yachty wants. And we're going to get rid of Yachty and we're going to get Arenado instead. And it's going to be the same bullshit every time we play. I mean, we might get Yachty and Arenado because Yachty still hasn't signed. I guess the Blue Jays were looking at it. And I'm I'm telling you, you know, I know we just got the Rome, the Romaine lettuce guy, but, you know, I'm fucking Cardinals gave this dickhead $33 million three years ago when he was 85 years old <laughs> and he won't sign with them now. No, like, is it, it's an insult. Well, maybe, maybe, he insult. maybe well, he's, he's going to go to Canada. And the other reason he's even talking to Canada right now is because he doesn't understand that their dollars are different. They're like, Oh, we're going to give you you know, $40 million. And that's really only like 500,000. They, he doesn't know that. So, <laughs> he hasn't worked. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't done the exchange rate. He's like, ah, forty million. This would be great. So, yeah. like, I, ah, I just yeah. can't believe that he's not giving them a hometown discount after he he got that thirty three deal three years ago when nobody thought he should get it. Yeah. Um, so, what do the Cubs need? That's a question that I did not write down in our little scripto, but I wanted to ask you, like, what. You know, obviously there's holes in this lineup, but what do you think is next that you need to do? Because spring training is only two weeks away. Well, I mean, and, and answer in the chat too. Like, what do the Cubs need now, and who is out there? You know, maybe that would fill those shoes, and maybe you don't even need to name a name, but like, what do they need? I mean, obviously, you know, a lot of this has to do with what their plan is, and we don't know what their plan is. I mean, if you're keeping Wilson Contreras all season, then it's then you're fine. You know what I mean? If you're keeping Chris Bryant all season and and, and all that, you know, you're not planning on moving anybody. I mean, you you got yourself a right fielder, you know, center. You're going to use Ian Happ, which I would have preferred him move to left. I'm. You know, and, and I would have, I would have personally preferred getting a better center fielder, uh, somebody that knows again an instinctive, good, great defensive natural uh, center fielder, not a converted guy. That would have, that to me would have been huge. And again, I keep harping on pitching. Uh, I, I guarantee you, I want to do a bet because I know a lot of people talking that you know, I want to do a bet on the over under of pitchers are, that are going to start games for the Cubs this year. Whoa, 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 whoa. Did you win a lot of money at the Super Bowl with all your prop bets? Well, if you did and you're not over at our sponsor, Bet Online, you know, then uh, you did it wrong. So here, here's what I want you to do for all your gambling needs. Baseball's coming up. You got football over, uh, hockey, uh, basketball, golf. I'm sure you can bet on uh, just about, you can bet on tiddlywinks, whatever the hell game that is. But you might not be at that game this year. But you can still be betting on that game and in on all the action. Because Bet Online, our sponsor, is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. Head to Bet Online today and use promo code ARMCHAIR, and you can take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. 
Bet online. They're your online sportsbook experts. And they sponsor the Sonranto show. Yeah, it, I think it'll be quite a few. Yeah, I mean, it, it definitely over 20. Yeah, before we do that, we got to see how many they use this year. You know, I, I can't go into that blind. Right. But because I, I want to be- say 143. <laughs> but I don't. But I don't think that's going to be right. And and Artie Boucher says, you know, an everyday second baseman, which I've been saying is, again, I don't want Nico to learn on the job. That I, I just, I and that was something that Theo talked about all the time. Is he didn't like people jumping levels. He liked to give them X amount of at bats uh, in each level. And and Nico doesn't have that. And, well, and again, I know Nico's a good guy and a young scrappy player. I'd like to get the most out of that talent, and I don't think he's going to get it at the major league level. To be fair, though, uh, the guys that did the best for Theo were the ones that fucking jumped and had to get called up for some reason or another or didn't take that much time, and they just cruised through. So maybe Theo didn't quite have that figured out. Could be. I mean, there are some second basemen out there that they could still get. I mean, it's not a great list of guys. Um, you know, right, and, I, and, and I'm not going against you. I think they probably do need a second baseman. I'm just saying the whole thing about Theo wanting all those at-bats and all that bullshit, like all his best players fucking showed up early. They showed up early, but they still went, and, and, and it would shock you. And this is where our friend of the show, Michael Cerami, had a great – uh, tweet about this the other day of the amount of at-bats people have had in the minors before they actually came up. And uh, let's see if I got it. Oh, I saw that. And it is – it's the the lowest is like Schwarber, and it's still double what Nico had. Yeah, it, it's not enough. And, and Nico, you know, I, I think that he was fine to be on the team last year in a weird season. Let's see what this guy's got. There's no minor league season, so you want to get him the at-bats, give him a good taste. It's almost like, you know, the September call-ups. I mean, that's pretty much all we got last year. It's double September call-ups. Big deal, you know what I mean? Uh, I think that experience was valuable for him, but he obviously needs more seasoning. I mean, hell, they sent Schwarber down in 2019. So more so season. right now, you're talking about the fast-track young hitters, right? So Horner had 375 plate appearances in the minors. 375. Schwarber had the least at 621. Jorge Soler, 622. Bryant, 773. Hap, 978. Russell, 1,087. Javi Baez, 1,350. Almora, 1,788, and he still sucked. And Contreras was a, was a kind of a <laughs> yeah. rare... I was going to say, Almora proves my point, I think. <laughs> and Contreras has kind of had a, had a very weird career. Yeah, I mean, you, you can give me 25,000 at-bats in the minor leagues, and I'm still not going to be freaking <laughs> any more than dog shit when I go out there. I mean, the one name I heard kind of poking around for a second baseman was Jonathan VR. Uh, he's still unsigned. Um, he's probably the best of what's left. Um and he's familiar with the Central. He's familiar with the Brewers. Yeah, I mean, that wouldn't be bad. And I think, but I don't know that he's like your every day, all day, you know. But you could maybe, if you want to keep Horner up, especially if there's going to be no uh, minor leagues, because nobody knows what's going on there. If there's going to be no minor league, then I think you definitely want to keep Horner up to get some work. And then yeah. 
VR plays four out of five days. I think I D, Go- D Gordon's still out there. And, and uh, I mean, he's older now. He's 33, but he's still out there. Um, you know, Daniel Descalso is still out there. So, <laughs> you know, he's only 34. You know, he could still. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him yesterday. He was wearing a boot. All I got to say is, is, is he's throwing from flat ground. Um, I would just, all I'm asking for is if, if Daniel Descalso plays, it should be like the Cardinals with Arenado. Descalso should pay the Cubs to let him play second. That's all. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, give us $3 million and you can play second base. Um, yeah, I mean, how about you, Michael? What are your kind of thoughts about who, uh, what the Cubs would need? I mean, we haven't really gone through the roster. We knew there'd be a lot of changes, and I don't think we've died as old on the show and we'll probably do that at some point but um it's all depth for me like i don't know i mean obviously nico horner isn't your clear-cut winner at second base but i guess i mean we can cross our fingers and hope he does well and continues to get better if he plays all the time uh that's kind of a, a toss up, but that's the only real spot that you don't have a guy to start. But what you don't have is anybody to back anybody up. Nobody. <laughs> I mean, you got Romine now, I guess. So you got a backup catcher, but that's it. Like who, who plays? I mean, you got Bodie is going to have to play every position. Uh, I don't know. Romine, maybe he can do a little first base to help out Rizzo at times. You got nobody to do second base. Uh, Horner is your backup shortstop. You know, the outfield has. That's a little frightening. Your your outfield has KB, right? KB moves to right field or left field, and Bodie comes in for him. So and then is out for six weeks with a sprained wrist, yeah. <laughs> right. If he, plays, if he plays outfield, yes, correct. So, I mean, as I'm looking at it, I'm going, I mean, I, I, I don't think the starters on this team, I don't think the team is built in a way that can really, truly make a run at a World Series. But they have the team now, I think, that can go out and play every day and not maybe get completely destroyed until – April 13th when one of these guys (laughs) one of these guys sprains his ankle right yeah the first guy to fucking sprain an ankle or or Rizzo's back it's tight in Cincinnati and the whole fucking deck of cards comes crashing down cards cards. a deck of cards doesn't crash well unless you're throwing them at the wall (laughs) we we may be looking at a game of 52 pickup with 52 card pickup right yeah, well, and, 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 uh, that's what happens as soon as one of these guys gets hurt because there is nobody sitting on that bench right now. And right, that, yeah, and, and that, that's no what you take a look up. at is that you're looking at guys. This is going to be such a weird season because, you know, this was the big story is that there was the MLB, the owners were going to pay them full salary for 154 games and expanded playoffs. The, uh, the, the union was very careful. They did not want to reopen – the CBA, which is what you would have to do to get that done. And, and so you're going to be playing 162 games after these guys played, what, a 60-game season? 
Yeah. So and you don't again, you don't know who's ready, and I and that's what I'm. I'd say that they need they need somebody to give you some innings out of that out of the the starting uh, the, the starting pitching rotation because they don't really have it, and the dudes they're looking at are all old. Like even if you did sign somebody like Lester, he's not really an innings eater, and you know that's kind of the thing that you were looking for, like an Edwin Jackson back in a similar kind of year of like 2013, 2014, when you kind of don't expect to do much. It feels very different than those years, obviously right now after everything that's happened with playoffs in the last bunch of years, but you need somebody that can go out there and maybe give you seven solid innings, three, four runs. Maybe your offense can do something. They don't have that past one, two right now, like two fifths of the Cubs starting rotation can give you that. And if they don't go out, I know that they watched Jake Arietta pitch. They watched Jeff Samarja pitch. Chris Archer got picked up. Carlos Rodon <laughs> got picked up, uh, you know, and got more money than it seems like the Cubs are willing to spend. So, but that is the thing that I think they need more than anything is at least give you something to back because you know you're not going to get it with Alzali. You're not going to get it with um, Marquez. I, I've or, seen these. I've seen these paper thin uh, lineups before and rotations before. Where what Michael's talking about is one or two injuries completely derails the entire season. And 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 again, you're looking at a season where we don't know how these guys are going to perform because of of what happened last year. And if all of a sudden you have to start putting Bryant in the outfield, then Bodie here and somebody there. And again, is Adbert going to have a breakout? We don't we we don't know. And that's John Pink is asking about Adbert. And 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 I'm not saying that Nico Horner is not one day going to be a great second baseman. I believe Adbert can be a great pitcher. But when you put a guy in a position where he may not be ready to succeed, you can do more harm than good. That's my concern right now. I mean, yeah, sometimes you can. I mean, I, it, overexposed, absolutely. But some people really rise to the occasion. Like, I, you know, I just saw Michael Cerami. We were just talking about him. He tweeted out today. He's like, how is Felix Hernandez only 33 years old? And I was like, because he came up when he was 19. Right. And right. he obviously was – able to do what to be called King Felix, you know, at, at age 19 and then, you know, have a 13 th- year career and still be considered like he's Jake Arietta's age, you know, or something, you know, somewhere around there. So, I mean, I, but I, I do think that we need to get one more big arm for the rotation. Cause frankly, you just don't have enough. You don't even have enough to start the season. You're going to kill your bullpen. Any hope you had for these, you know, these hundred mile per hour guys, like if they're in there every day in the, in the fourth inning, trying to get to learn how to pitch and like, cause I, I kind of like what they're doing. Like you got the slow baller up front. Then you come in with these like high nineties guys at the back end of the bullpen and then end it, end it with Craig Kimbrell walking the bases loaded, striking <laughs> out the side, you know, like that's, we're going to see a lot of that, I think, but you know, it, it. I like that kind of approach. It seems weird and different. Like, oh, all our guys throw eighty-eight, and all our bullpen throws a hundred. Like, let's. I I get that. That's cool. That's interesting. Uh, you know, but what they need is a couple more dudes that can go out there every day and set up those guys at the back end of that bullpen because. 
three fifths of the rotation is a giant question mark right now. So, so what Danny wants actually is he wants him to start uh, pitching the game in reverse. Kimbrel comes out first. Yeah, first inning. It's just the you know, first it, inning. And then we go backwards. Our eighth inning guy is in the second, the seventh inning guy, and then in the sixth inning, you bring in whoever your actual starter was supposed to be, and he tries to finish out the game. So we're going with the opener theory. Yeah. and, and so uh, the, No, complete flip-flop, not just an opener. We're not bringing in our starter in the second. We're bringing back. our starter in the sixth or the fifth, the, yeah. the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, everything's going backwards, and uh, I'm, I'm sorry I did not uh, count Trevor Williams amongst our rotation as a viable arm, but he's freaking dog shit until proven otherwise. So I'm not, I'm not even gonna like think that this guy's worth really the the. I, I, I'm sad that they signed him because that you know that seemed like about, and I agree agree he's got more quote unquote upside than John Lester, but John Lester has freaking decade of upside under his belt. And Trevor Williams has nothing but, I don't know. I, I guess he's got a, he, he made an omelet on uh, YouTube that everybody seemed to like. Got a, got a fair amount of views. Is that he a was Pearl Jam fan too? Or? Yeah, probably likes Pearl Jam. Yeah. <laughs> Ar- Artie calls my idea the reverser. I call it the reverserer. Well, I mean, <laughs> an extra error. I do think for the very next show that we have next week, we really got to start looking at this because guess what was outside of Wrigley today? Yep. It's, they're going They're going oh, down. Oh, I thought for sure you were going to show me banana boxes. No. <laughs> but, well, maybe they're in the truck. I don't know. Yeah, the banana have, boxes are packed. That's what it's that. But it, that is right there. That is on Waveland. That is uh, facing Sheffield and Waveland, and that is uh, the Midway Moving Storage Company truck. And you see Michael's got the Ho-Ho Camp Park behind him. I'm wearing my Sloan Park hat. So spring training's around the corner, guys. We got baseball coming up. They again, they the union they wanted to push spring break. A, they wanted to push spring break a month. Not happening. So again, spring pitchers training. Pitchers, I believe they still spring, call it. spring training. <laughs> uh, you know what? Here's the thing, Danny. I am thinking about going to Arizona. I am I am thinking about going back out to the desert and, and seeing if I cannot go to Sloan and personally scout Trevor Williams and all the other guys coming in to see what we truly have here. Hey, uh, Danny Rocket here with a quick announcement. Um, did you know that uh, uh, at sunranto.com, S-O-N-R-A-N-T-O.com slash shopping, you can buy the crap that you were going to buy anyway, and uh, you can help out the show and we get paid. So here's how that works. You go over to sunranto.com slash shopping, shopping on Amazon, click right on the Amazon link, and boom, we're getting like a dollar, okay? Uh, there's NFL Shop, NBA, MLB, MLS, there's Lids, there's um, Reebok, Sports Memorabilia, Wine, Beer, Condoms, Zazzle. Vibrators. We're, we sell vibrators. So uh, if you need any of these things, just think of us. Sunranto.com slash shopping. Go over there. Click on the little link. And then, boom, you're in. And so are we. And we're getting money uh, basically because uh, you did something. And you bought stuff you needed anyway. Reebok's in there. Come on, people. StubHub. We can go back to games. But uh, most importantly, everybody shops at Amazon. That's why Jeff Bezos is so damn rich. 
So uh, why don't you make us a little richer? Go to sunranto.com slash shopping. And if you never want to hear an ad like this again for us, well, uh, just become a Patreon supporter. And these are all cut out. You won't hear this at all. Uh, It's annoying. I'm annoying. I'm annoying you right now. So uh, patreon.com slash sunranto, a dollar a month. If you'd give a dollar to uh, anybody, might as well give it to me and Crawley and Michael and all that we do here on this show. You can give $10, then you get something for your money besides just this terrible show and this awful commercial that you shouldn't even be listening to. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Sunranto.com slash shopping. It's how we keep the lights on. It's that simple. Thank you. Uh, I feel like an NPR host now. Begging for money quarterly. Well, I do it every week. Every show even. I'm begging you. Give us money. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. <sighs> yeah, I mean, we don't, we don't, we don't know. I mean, that's the thing. It's like, it's it's all well, just... Don't expect Marquis to cover any of it. So I mean, you may it, as well go out there. It, I mean, it really reminds me of, you know, kind of like back when I was a kid and you'd see the Cubs got this guy or that guy and you'd look through your orange booklet of who's who in baseball and you'd be like, oh, Henry Cotto had some good years for the Indians. <laughs> and you'd be like, this is going to be great. And, and and then it wasn't. So it kind of feels like that, that I would get excited about your Henry Cottos of the world. And then it really wouldn't work out like you thought it might. And, um, you know, that's – and right you're, now – You're Fred McGriff's? Yeah, exactly. He had some great years with Toronto. But, you know, it, it the the thing is, it, right now, all we have is hope. It is February. Pitchers <laughs> and catchers are going to report. So we can be like – it's, it's kind of like the Cubs being 500 by the All-Star break. You're like, hey, if they can make a little run in August, maybe we'll get <laughs> somewhere. You know, oh, my God. This is the 1980s. That's what I'm saying. But there are no better people to be on this show right now and deal and lead you through this era of Cub Dub than the three of us, I think. Chip Paleo says it was 80 degrees in Mesa today. So I'm about, he's about sold me on getting out there, man. Tell K's to get ready. I want karaoke night. I I, I want to be back. Crawley, you need to go now because it's supposed (laughs) to hit. A high of zero on Sunday, and then be single digits the rest of the week, and th- and then everybody can hear this. I can't wait a minute. Uh, you know what? <laughs> if it, I will tell you this: if, and I'm saying if, I just want to say I got my vaccine, I got my COVID vaccine, so I'm very excited about it. If I do go out to Arizona, which would be an if, and I do go to K's and there's karaoke. It will be for the Super Ranters on the Patreon page. I will live stream Crawley's karaoke. Swear oh, to God. God. Yeah, you're, you're going to need it. You're going to need more than – you're going to need some of those, like, uh, you know, I'm traveling to uh, the the center jungle of Africa vaccines <laughs> to go in Kay's place again because I, I, I don't think – COVID-22 is what you got to worry about that place. I think, you know, it's, it's – Actually, it's that might be the only place that's safe because even COVID won't go in there. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Oh, man. So um, I don't know where are we in the script right now. We're pretty much done with it, I think. Uh, oh, yeah, you. We want to talk about Theo Epstein news. You want to want to give yeah, us that stuff, nothing, and then we'll get nothing into- really big. He signed with Arctos Sports Partner 
So it's obviously this is going to sound like when we talk about SPACs and all that shit, it's just like it is a private equity firm dedicated to buying minority shares of professional sports teams as an executive in residence. So Epstein will advise owners of the teams that Arctos invests in across multiple leagues. They already are invested in the Red Sox and Liverpool of the English Premier League. So this is all going to be about leadership, culture, trying to make a better team. So that's what Theo's up to. What a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I mean, oh, my God. I can't believe that's a job. Oh, boy. This could get interesting. Yeah, Josh Oberheide writes in, Super Ranters get to pick Crawley's playlists. You, you know we're going to hear some Africa that night. <laughs> we're going to see if you know the fifth word. I'm so glad I joined the Patreon now. Yeah, Eric, Eric, Eric Campbell. Eric Patreon member. Fucking yeah. nightmare, Eric. Yeah, get it. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to join Patreon just so I can make you sing Kiss by Prince. You know, oh, I love that song. Sarah. You don't have to be rich. <laughs> Although I have done a really good karaoke of Let's Go Crazy. Oh, I so thought you were going to say Raspberry Beret. Yeah, Raspberry Beret is another good one, too. <laughs> oh, man. Unfortunately, uh, Nolan Arenado is now wearing a Raspberry Beret. <laughs> kind you find in, in uh, a boring-ass uh, store. There we go. Should we just, from now on, call them the Raspberry Berets? Yeah, let's call them the St. Louis Raspberry Berets. Um, yeah, so good for Theo. He's moved on. And I did see today that congratulations to Todd Ricketts also. He he got another <laughs> job, too. Well, he, he No, he didn't re- get a job. He yeah. didn't get fired from his didn't job. He didn't get fired from his job like he did from being a Wrigley Field vendor and a bathroom attendant. And uh, what else he, did he do? Scoreboard, scoreboard operator. operator. Yeah, he got fired job, from yeah, his job was raising money for the RNC, and you have to admit he did a good fucking job because during all that end stuff when Trump just kept losing and losing and losing, he was the guy that figured out let's just keep asking them for more money. Yeah, they, yeah, they raised like hundred million dollars after he lost, and I'm like, so you got to admit Todd Ricketts did a hell of a job. Did, did a good job. He, he knows how to make people give up money. If if only he could do that for the Cubs, like he should be. I mean, he should be calling up everybody, being like, "Listen, we really need a second baseman. This guy, you know, Colton Wong is off the board now. Maybe we could see a little Herrera money." They gave him the wrong job. They told him to. They told him to sell fucking hot dogs. He's not good at that. Like if you if you tell a fish to climb a tree, not going to be good at it, right? So. They just gave him the wrong job. They should have put him in charge of Cubs finances, and we'd be the Yankees right now. Exactly. Yeah, he is. The, he's the George Steinbrenner of Republicans, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, so Wait, uh, was it George Steinbrenner that? I don't know. He was the George Steinbrenner of George Steinbrenners. I don't think he really cared. But speaking of raising money, uh, we just raised uh, five hundred more dollars for Lost Boys. I got a hey. We sold all of our. Uh, Super Bowl squares that you you're not supposed to have. You but, can't um, say Super Bowl. It's called the big game. The big game. Squares. Rec- 
Yeah, rectangles that are a little shorter than rectangles. <laughs> Let's right. just say. But he, he, 500 bucks and then $500 in prizes. Thank you to John Pinkus and John Friedman who helped, uh, you know, figure out what, because I don't understand that kind of crap. You know, I, I don't, I didn't want to deal with the, the, that whole thing. So they figured it out. I just was like, yeah, Venmo me. That was my job, <laughs> you know, and people did. And it's all sold out. So thank you for, to everybody. Uh, if there's more interests, uh, nah, there's not enough. There, there I'm not gonna do another square that you missed it. Sorry, everybody. It's too late. It's only like four days away, three days away. Yeah, it's four days. Like well, and, but- in case everybody didn't know, Levante and the Lost Boys are trying to raise money yeah. so that they can take them to the uh, to take the kids to the uh, Negro League Baseball Museum uh, in Kansas City with our friend Bob Kendrick. So that's gonna be an amazing trip that I hope I get to chaperone. Yeah, that was hilarious, Carly, because like you're like, oh, I want a chaperone. I'm like, who the hell would want to get on a bus with a bunch of junior high kids for eight hours on the way to Kansas City? Like that sounds like the worst freaking time (laughs) of my entire life. And I just I'm just saying like and you're like, oh, I've done it a million times. It's fun. I'm like, how? Like I just. I sleep I, on buses, you know, I don't. Right. Most kids, especially nowadays, just stare at their phone. They're not going to be doing shit. And, I, and if they want, I can do karaoke for them. I, I can do a lot of good stuff. I got all sorts of tricks, but it's not a big deal. It's fun. And I think it would just be fun hanging with Levante and Bob Kendrick. I think I, I just would have a fun time just kind of being a fly on the wall. I don't even have to say shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, oh, Karali, I don't think that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, he's supposed to be quiet in the background. I mean, I'm, I'm sure we'd all be up for that. You know, <laughs> we'd rather listen to Bob Kendrick, but <laughs> so, uh, I, I will say this about the Lost Boys. I did manage it to get down there right before uh, I left Chicago. I'm not in Chicago. Just to, don't don't vacation shame me, but I'm not in Chicago. Uh, but I, I hung out with the Lost Boys and I uh, had a great time. I went down and I uh, taught a lesson that I made up about, uh, you know, music, the history of music in the world, or basically a world music, all the different instruments that are possible, all the different styles of music that are possible. Um, we, you know, the assumptions that people make about each other based upon our music. So I kind of turned it into a bit of a cultural lesson, you know, Hey, listen to any piece of music. Is this person that's singing it rich or poor? What color are they? What are they wearing? Where do they live? Like, how many things do you assume about music? So I went and taught that thing. But check this out. We had a great time. We also jammed hard. Check this. Four hours straight, I did this. And they broke all my shit. So like, <laughs> that was the thing. I was like, do I bring this? Do I not? Because I couldn't even bring any like flutes or anything because it's COVID. We're all wearing masks and things. We can't play any mouth instruments. So I brought all this percussion stuff. And even the stuff, like I brought a thumb piano, you know, the uh, kalimba. And then so, it, you know, but they're like, oh, this is great. And they're like, crack, crack. I'm like, no, you play it with your thumbs. <laughs> and like hitting it with this big wood block. I'm like, ah, why did I give this to an eight-year-old? What is wrong with me? So I don't, I don't understand kids. That's why you know, I, I was coming home from that day when I was like exhausted for being around all these kids. And I, cause I taught that class four times in a row. And I, so I come home and Crawley's like, Oh, I'd love the chaperone. I'm like, you're out of your damn mind. Like that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my life I to chaperone I- these kids that just broke all my stuff. 
No, no, man. I love. I, I used to. Uh, I, I taught for many years English as a second language, and obviously the Cubs were a big part of my curriculum and baseball and books about baseball. So I used to bring like busloads, like three, four busloads of kids, and I would do a tour around Wrigley Field, and I live for that shit, man. I, I have no problem with it. Levante knows right. where I'm at, so well, yeah, I, 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 will, I, I will meet you there. I will fly down to Kansas City. <laughs> I will meet you at the museum. And I'll take a cab, and uh, you know, and I will have the exact same experience of uh, there. There we go, Danny. Bob Kendrick's talking. Danny, you and I, you and I will road trip down, and then we'll take like five five kids each as like a tour guide to walk yeah. around with. You know, you know, like when you go to the museum and a parent has to be there to smack some of those kids upside the head. You you can give me the bad kids. I'll just go get them high in the back. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. No problem. Um, so Rancher uh, calendars. Oh yeah. Everybody should have gotten them. Uh, if you did not get your rancher calendar, uh, it's either in the mail or lost. So, you know, I, well, I know and good coming. news. The union, the baseball union has made your calendars correct again. Again, because I made them. I was like, is this season really going to happen? I guess I'll make the Ranger calendar. So I made them. And then they're like, actually, we're going to do 154 games and play a bunch of double headers and start a month late. I was like, no. And then I was like, well, maybe I'll make more Rancher calendars. And people don't want to buy an extra calendar. They'd rather have a wrong calendar than a, an extra calendar. And, All of uh, my calendars are wrong. Yeah, well, ex- exactly. <laughs> I, well, I just keep reusing the same one over and over. Exactly. It, it'll come back around again in, in uh, seven years. It, oh, seven years? It took me 365 years for mine to work again. Oh, that'll work too. I don't know. So uh, anyway, you should get your calendar. If you didn't, let me know. Um, and I guess TFCs. Let's, Let's hear uh, what you got, Danny. Oh, I've got many. I've got okay. I, I have a, I've been collecting them for two weeks now. So, <laughs> I mean, the thing – so uh, – well, actually, I, before we get to TFCs, I did. I have one more, two more announcements, real quick. I got sympathy. Uh, we sent sympathy cards to Johnny Onomatopoeia and also um, to our friend Jason, who died. Uh, this is a, a card I got back from Johnny. Uh, dear Ranters, thank you for honoring my dad, supporting the food bank, which we did. Uh, in the middle of a pandemic winter, dad grew up in Chicago, swam in Lake Michigan, rooted for the Cubs, designed buildings, and adored Danny Rocket. I'm so proud to be a part of your community. Love Johnny Onomatopoeia. So he sent me that card. That's to everybody. And we also got this from Jason Hickel's family. Uh, Danny and Ranters, thank you so much for the flowers do- and donations to the Humane Society. Jason was a Cub fan since he was three years old. He loved his Cubbies. We requested everyone wear Cub shirts. Uh, he will at I sup- assume his funeral, and we will truly be missed by uh, he he will truly be missed by all. Again, thank you, the family of Jason Hickel. So I got those, and I just wanted to share that with everybody. And the last announcement I have is that the Ranters brick came. The oh. Ranters sixty ninth best Cubs fans. It's uh, right above the desk, uh, you know, back in Chicago. And um, I don't know. Right by the big check. Right by the big, uh, right by the big Club 400 check. And um, I don't know. It's it's wonderful. I I love it. I can't wait till it gets placed down. Uh, But the Mai Tai brick, I did not call those guys. They've been calling me 
and wanted me to change the brick, but I'm not mad about it. You, you know, know what, what I mean? I'm mad that they won't put uh, my guys those baseballs from children. So I'm just, I don't want to even talk to them. Play hardball. See if they're willing to it. Say, hey, I got the money. If you're willing to do it, we we, we will pay you. If not, then I just, I, then I don't want to do it. I and mean, the pro- can ahead. they make a decision? You need to get a decision maker to say, look, here's the thing. It's not an actual, like, embarrassment. I I explained that we love him, that he's our friend, and that we're doing this, and it's more. And they're like, throw throw the brick that we have through Tom Ricketts' window. And then when he comes to the window, you can explain to him what's going on with the other brick. Just Yeah, there you go. Uh, give me the name of who you're talking to. We'll get this done. We'll get my ties bricks in there. Well, as, I'll, as, I'll tell as you, request. it's actually hilarious. I'm going to look at my phone right now, like who called me the other day because it had a name. Uh, they call from Boise, Idaho. Uh, oh, see, now it doesn't. Uh, oh, Jesus doesn't Christ. They call the from name. Boise? Yeah, they call from Boise. They're, they're calling from Boise, Idaho about these bricks. Um, but it, it Why would anybody name. answer a call from Boise? All I'm telling you right well, now exactly. is that if, if they do put – I want the Sun Ranto brick and the Mai Tai brick. You know how they have all the sections like the Ernie Banks section and the Billy Williams section? I want those two bricks to be in the Pete LeCock section. Oh, <laughs> you, I need it. I need it. <laughs> okay. Now I, now I got my TFC. Uh, so I'll start with uh, this uh, TFC from a, a listener, a good friend of the show, Corey Furlong. Uh, Fox Sports MLB, uh, they uh, tweeted out, if MLB were to expand, which city should get a team? And uh, Corey subtweeted and said, Chicago. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that would be fucking nice. Although that we do have the White Sox. Well, there's, right, but, <laughs> but there's an opening on the north side. Yeah, there's an opening for a team. So uh, I, I got to – can I go again? Go for it. All right, cool. Um, uh I, I liked uh, this one uh, from uh, Michael Cerami, who's already come up on this show. Uh, John Morosi tweeted out that Nolan Arenado remembers the road trip to St. Louis during his rookie year, and Troy Tulowitzki told him, watch the way these guys play the game, blah, blah, blah. And Michael Cerami just retweeted and said, barf. Because yeah, you know what? There's going to be a lot of barfable moments coming up, I think. Arenado did watch how they played the game, and he fucking, that's how he plays. He's a dick. He's a dick. (laughs) Well, let's stay on the Arenado theme right here. This is my TFC right here, where there's a picture of Nolan Arenado under that glorious arch, and it says, Nolan Arenado is a cardinal, where John Teagarden, who's one of those talented artists on Cubs Twitter, says, he looks bored. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I love that. Well, since we're doing cardinals, let me pop up. Uh, Adam Wainwright uh, wrote, this is amazing. Right above a screenshot of a uh, breaking news news report, Wainwright resigns with blues. Even though it's a picture of Adam Wainwright in his Cardinals uniform pitching in a game, they somehow thought he played hockey. So it was nice to see Adam Wainwright hitting on that going, this is amazing. Well, and how about that? I mean, they did re-sign Adam Wainwright as well, but they have not re-signed Yachty, which, you know, that that's kind of your match for years and years and years. Those guys have been playing together for a decade, 
maybe, you know, at this point. So to be uh, fair, Yachty doesn't want to wear the, the uh, goalie equipment. <laughs> he, <did. laughs> he, he likes his catcher stuff. He you likes know the that? Catcher stuff. Yeah, it's less padding. What do you um, else you got, Danny? All right. I, I got this one. Uh, I, re- recently, I've become a, a, my Twitter alter ego. My burner account is uh, Jeff Passion, who uh, he loves baseball news with a passan. And uh, uh, I've been tweeting out and, you know, those fake ca- accounts like Jeff Passion, Jeff Passan or Passan, uh, they, they're often created to catch people with fake news which that's exactly why I made this account. It's great. So I believe I did uh, the spider caught a fly recently and uh, Jeff passion, who is me uh, who just tweets out uh, baseball news passionately. uh, I I read, I only retweet Jeff passing. And I said, our, our, this was a tweet about uh, the proposal being doomed about major league baseball starting late. And I put our proposal might be doomed, but our passion will last forever and not truth dingers or at poop in Big Mac <laughs> one uh, t- tweeted back to me. If you switch the peas, is that what your wife says in five years? JK, I love you. J Pash just high as a kite right now. God bless. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, if you switch the Peas. I have what? no idea. I have no what idea. What peas are we switching? I, I don't know what peas we're switching. And he's high as a kite, pooping Big Mac one. <laughs> does not really know what he's talking about. And that is not a surprise. Well, if we're going off the theme. How many of, peas do you think he saw? That's if, all I know. 800. If we're, if we're talking about the 162 game, the 154 season being rejected, John Heyman is, was very upset about it. Sources say MLB would have agreed to push the season back without the expanded playoffs, universal DH piece, if the union made a counter, which they declined to do. The union seemed to prefer to start earlier, and he's bitching about it. And <laughs> Joe Sheehan writes, lift your legs, son. Lift with your legs, son. Don't spill a drop. <laughs> John Heyman clearly carrying water for the owners. At least he oh got God. rid of that stupid emoji he used to use. Remember when he, he was uh, – the not the – or the – What's it called? A bitmoji? Forget what he was like. Hey, and he had his like arms up. He looked like he was dancing. I hated that. I hated that emoji. Now, now he he's got a mask on. He looks serious, but he's still carrying water. All right, what do you got? Cotton, you got um, more? Oh, yeah, I got one more, and we'll we'll hit this one quick. This has just basically been the theme of this entire show. Gordon Wittenmeyer tweets out. A look at holes on Cubs pitching side of roster. <laughs> and it's a picture of the Grand Canyon. It's a gif. So, yeah, it's a gif of the Grand Canyon, which is the dumbest idea for a gif ever. <laughs> because I don't know if you know this, the Grand Canyon doesn't move. <laughs> it's been there a long time. It just yeah. sits there. Yep. Um, so, so, okay, I've, I've, I've made got a gif out of an immovable object. Forget what this one is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, uh, this Ken Rosenthal tweeted out, free agent outfielder Jock Peterson in agreement with Cubs, pending physical, sources tell The Athletic. And Jeff, or at Cubs fan, fan of the show, says, are you sure it's the Cubs? Because <laughs> <laughs> that was strange. Like, we were like, what? What? Somebody Here's heard what us? Right here. This is uh, Bleacher Nation. Another report as the Cubs in on Archer, Fulchinevich, and Rondone. 
and I Rodan. And Rodan, I'm sorry. We all want Dylan back, though. I'm with you. Isle 424 says, that would have been a very interesting rotation like four years ago. Seriously. (laughs) Yeah, it would. Yeah, add add Arietta to that. Um, How about this one? Uh, The the coaches had a forum with our good friend Michael Bowling. And, uh, you know, they had uh, Andy Green there. Ayapochi was there. Hadavi. Chad Noble. Our good friend, the bullpen catcher. And so th- uh, they were on with Michael Bowling talking about the Cubs and the coaching stuff. I don't know if you guys caught this at all. Did you guys see this? Yeah, I watched it with uh, yeah. Bowling. Yeah, I, I, I caught most of it. Uh, anyway, uh, Jim Hickey writes in, uh, former Cubs pitching coach Jim Hickey on Facebook says, Can any of you guys pitch? <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it, but I I love those uh, forums on Facebook because they go Facebook Live and that people ask questions like you know so you guys gonna sign any more than two pitchers and you're like dude this is not ask about spin rate like this is not right. what these guys' job is like what's on that shelf behind you yeah exactly that's more <laughs> they can answer that question. They can actually answer what's on the shelf behind you. They cannot answer the question of, are you going to sign another starting pitcher this year? They can't. They don't know. They have this no was, idea. This is another Rockies Arenado one. I, I laughed at this one here. Uh, Dick Monfort or Monfort. <laughs> You're on, right. That is funny. His name on, is Dick Monfort. <laughs> what he'd say to, so this is the owner. Am I, am I right, Michael? Yes. Uh, on what he'd say to Rockies fans. We know that we're not ever we're not going to ever get out there and go for Garrett Cole or some of the really top level free agents. We're in a grouping, a mid market team where we just can't take the risk. In which Tommy Birch uh, from the Iowa Cubs says, "Now go out and spend a bunch of money on season tickets, everybody." Yeah. Oh man, when you hear an owner saying shit like that, sell the team, dickhead. Like we all know you're making money. Fucking mid-market, whatever. You're making money. Go away. You tell me you can't find 30 billionaires, you know, to actually want to make a team. Just even for, you know, these motherfuckers, you know, they they could have a yacht that fits 200 people on it. And they're like, I want one with 400 people, you know, and they, uh, they, they outdo each other that way. Like, can we find guys that are willing to compete with each other just for the sheer sake of competition they already made a billion dollars they're obviously competitive people <laughs> you know right yeah um, uh. so i got this one for bernie pleskoff you know is a writer baseball writer he's got a, a check mark uh it, he retweeted cole lopez who said as currently constructed in a potential 162 games season how many games does the cleveland baseball team win and bernie pleskoff was not having it he said they are called the cleveland indians i'm like <laughs> dude fucking settled out bernie he um, knew what he meant like they just bernie pleskoff took my money in a multi-level marketing scheme like four <laughs> years ago seriously probably <laughs> some real estate pyramid thing As you know, the big game is on Sunday, but before the big game, they had a a playoff game on Nickelodeon on the NFL. I saw that, yeah, yeah. Nickelodeon, if you saw that. And so it it got people wondering, and this was talking Jake, if baseball did that, you could put John Smoltz on Nickelodeon so that kids would know how much better baseball was 25 (laughs) years ago when he played. (laughs) That's so good. That is – 
That's a fucking golden TFC right there. Wonderful. Oh, my God. Because yes. nothing sells the game better than somebody who bitches about the game for nine innings. Way to draw the young crowd in. So I, I don't know if you guys saw the uh, Bill Felber article about Chris Bryant after uh, – after the whole thing went down with Jesse Rogers and I'm sad <laughs> at baseball, blah, blah, blah. I've got well, to renew my subscription to the Bill Felber. No, this is from a call, call to the pen, um, which I believe is part of the fan sided network. This uh, was one of the best. I mean, th- we got to get this guy on the show. Uh, Bill's Bill's got to come on. It, he said, uh, and, and I'll give you some highlights. You know, if, it's all about the bar stool article and everything. And, you know, and when, Coming to trade rumors, uh, Bill says, ooh, big bad trade rumors hurt his feelings. Yep, time for Chris Bryant to grow up. Uh, And then Chris Bryant went on to cite a lot of other things about uh, the bitter atmosphere that is holding him back and um, that he was forced to sign for a measly $19 And uh, Bill Felber goes on to say, Chicago Cubs third baseman Chris Bryant won't hit his 30th birthday for another year, so perhaps it's too much to ask of him to grow up. But on the off chance that Bryant is prepared finally to escape a childlike existence where everybody tells him they love him, he may want to come to grips with the fact that he is engaged in a business. Bill Felber, you are this week's TFC of the week. You are a son of a bitch mother. What a dick. What a dick. Oh, my God. So um, are, are you out? Because I got. I'm out. Okay. Yeah, I'm out. By, by the way, real quick, though, that whole Barstool Sports thing, we, we showed that little video earlier. And I have to say, uh, for the first time, I felt like people seeing us on their internet, they could do worse. (laughs) (laughs) For the first time, I felt good about how we looked. Our our production value is higher than theirs. Yeah, (laughs) They just have millions of dollars and we don't. But here's here's what they also have, though. A dickhead named KFC Barstool, who after the Mickey Calloway story broke about him sexually harassing multiple uh, reporters and – I don't know who else. It probably it's a t- as a tip of the iceberg mentality sort of person. Mickey Calloway's been at this for a while. He's been a dickhead and harassing women for a long time. He finally got caught and supposedly canceled. He is Joe Madden's pitching coach. But KFC Barstool went out here, and here's his take on the matter. No doubt in my mind this was a master plan to get Callaway out of Anaheim so they can try to make a monster offer to Bauer, Trevor Bauer. Makes perfect sense now. Drop it on the heels of Porter, who also got canceled for being a fucking son of a bitch with the Mets, which is also where this all went down with Callaway, the Mets ex- ex-manager. And and uh, Porter says, and, and, and drop it on the heels of Porter and use it to get rid of the guy that Bauer hates, Callaway more than anyone. So that's that's KFC. Let's not listen to a female reporter who's been harassed, multiple female reporters. This is all so that Bauer will sign in LA. And this is why I'm disappointed that Chris Bryant went on a trash-ass site like Barstool. Fuck Dave Portnoy. Fuck KFC. I know everybody's like, oh, yeah, but the Cubs guy's good. You know, 
Crawl, you kicked him out of a seat. This <laughs> <laughs> that was that was great. When we were at the the playoff game, those motherfuckers showed up late. They showed up yeah, late and thought, "Oh, we're just gonna sit in these front seats." Crawley's like, "Nah, motherfucker, no, no, move." No, we've been here for two hours, bro. You <laughs> got a guy. So uh, I couldn't yeah, believe those guys showed up so late to a game and then just thought, "Oh, well, I guess all these seats are open." Oh, it's and, and our way. friends were sitting in there. They were just getting drinks. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, I know everybody, everybody likes Carl, uh, you know, Carl's on a lot of stuff, you know, but people like Barstool, you know, I, I understand what they're trying to do to the, like the lowest common denominator of, of men specifically. Uh, and, uh, you know, I know that we fuck around on this show and we're like, try to be like the cheeky kind of people that they try to be, but those motherfuckers are just assholes and they're like real date rapey and they fucking suck. So like if that tweet didn't do it for you and I get it, get it. Trump was president. He freaking is grabbing by the pussy motherfucker. I get it. America's like, doesn't care. I get it. A lot of people don't care. Well, I care. And that, that you see that barstool crap. I'm trying to make a situation where like a Sarah Sanchez can come on this show and not have people comment on what she's wearing or her looks or anything like that. Let's just listen to her talk about baseball. And that's any woman, you know, in, in this business. And, you know, to see the barstool do that shit, you know, it's it just like, how is that shit not cancelable at this point? Like, right. how, you know... How is KFC? I don't know. He's been canceled multiple times. He just keeps coming back and people keep giving Barstool their money. And I, I don't think people should. And I know they've got fans. I'm not one of them. So, you know, Danny, do you think, do you think it would drive our numbers up if we just started calling our show the SJW Barstool or Barstool SJW? What does SJW stand for? Social justice warriors. Because oh. <laughs> that's the kind of shit they'd be calling us, right? So. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I mean, everybody's going to judge each other about, like, you know, the, what their stake of the claim is. But these guys capitalize off of being pricks. Oh. And, you know, that that was put out there by KFC to be just an insensitive prick. And a lot of guys would be like, yeah, we don't even know if you're telling the truth. It's like, dude, shut the fuck up. And that's what I want to tell the most of Barstool. Shut the fuck up. Your time is done. Like I yelled at a guy in the airport who wasn't wearing a mask and he was like dressed all like Duck Dynasty. And he's like wearing camouflage at the fucking airport, walking around with no mask, like looking around like I'm not wearing a mask. And I go, fuck you, Duck Dynasty. Trump lost. You're done. And like he looked like, yeah, you're done. You're done. He was probably really surprised that you could even see him. (laughs) <laughs> exactly wearing camouflage <laughs> in, in at o'hare you son of a bitch but i'm just saying i hope i hope all these guys have had their day in the sun and like that whole like meathead sort of like let's all be stupid and proud to be dumb that's gotta go and so that i'm just gonna and and there except no except i've got one more and it it's related because unfortunately we lost somebody in the uh to for millennials this guy was a big deal uh we lost dustin diamond uh, R.I.P. Screech, who died recently. For millennials, he's yeah. the same age as me, or he was. And I'll put up my TFC there. <laughs> cool, cool Telly tweeted out R.I.P. Screech. Screech. It has a uh, a picture of a cor- of of course El Presidente Dave uh, Portnoy, who uh, you know shit. I wish it was him and not Screech, even though they both seem to be sons of bitches. So, um, 
Yeah, fuck Barstool. I was even thinking of calling this show Fuck Barstool. Should I? Just to, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll even at them just so all but, their bros come after me and we can get some like uh, nice subtweets of everybody. Oh my god! At. at this point, like the Barstool freaks coming after us might be great for our Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Like, well, so I'm not going to get unfollowed. <laughs> Artie know? Boucher had a great idea. Uh, do we need to Reddit the Sunranto stock? And the answer is yes. No, yes. We, if you we, can find us on the stock market, Reddit the fuck out of that because we we should I mean, short we should short uh, Tom Ricketts' spec is what we should do. That should be our next uh, big uh, short target. So um, anyway, uh, fuck Barstool. But uh, up with us, up with uh, the Cubs, up with Sunrantho Show, and down with those those pricks. Uh, Bukong! Exactly, Dave. <laughs> That's, I was going to say the exact same thing right That's about so now. That's so good. <laughs> That's Cubs backwards. <laughs> <laughs> you got to put that back in there. Like, I don't know what he's doing unless he explains it to me. So, uh, But we all just want to have fun. We're all we're all Cubs fans. We love going out to Wrigley Field. We love being with each other. We love talking about the Cubs. That's why we do this show. Um, and so, uh, KB, I understand. I want to have fun. Michael wants to have fun. Crawley wants to have fun. And guess what? KB wants to have fun. You know what? I agree with KB, though. It's not nearly as fun as it was. It certainly is not. <laughs> It certainly is not, but uh, we're. But I had I had a good time tonight with you guys, and I had a good time talking about the Cubs. If you if you want to become a Patreon subscriber, uh, you could do that. patreoncom slash sunranto. Uh, it's it's easy, it's simple, and it's only a dollar a month. And that's uh, ninety five of you now subscribe to us on Patreon. I'd really love to hit that hundred. I don't even care about the money as much as I care if about it's the about number. karaoke, man. If everyone's that excited, dude, I'll fucking do it. Plus, yeah. <laughs> Plus, when you give to Sunranto, you give to the Lost Boys, and yeah. because ten percent of our proceeds go to that too. So, ten percent, uh, yeah, forty six dollars went to them last month, and uh, this month it look it'll be the same unless we get more Patreon subscribers. Then we'll give ten percent of whatever comes in each month. So, uh, thanks to all of our Patreon subscribers. That's why we do the show, and uh, I'm hey. We're almost at pitchers and catchers, boys. <laughs> we don't have too many pitchers or catchers, but we do have. Uh, do we? Do we actually have a date that they've announced for pitchers and catchers yet? Not really. Seventeenth. I looked. The Orioles are the earliest. They have the sixteenth, but most every other team. Some teams had seventeenth. Every other team had like a to be announced. Yeah, I, I, I don't even think they know. DBA. Um, the Ash Wednesday. So. Is the seventeenth? So. I hope. I hope to see you guys. I hope to be out there. Like I said, I, I'm. I'm kind. I just need to get out. I need to do something Cubs related. I, I'm. I, like I said, my second shots on the twenty second. Call this. I'm calling. I gotta get out of my. I gotta get out of the house, dude. I gotta get out of the house. True. True. I don't want to. I've been steering. I steered zooms all day long. I want to like literally watch baseball. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. So do I, I, I've been watching a little bit. You got the Caribbean World Series going on right now. Robel Garcia with a big two-run double today. So maybe we get him back. He can play second. <laughs> well, anyway, Spookog to y'all. Um, thanks, to every, thanks to everybody that did the square. Spookog. Spookog.
I hit good and I play third base and I'm sick of rumors that I'll be in a trade. Wanna stay here and keep playing for the Cubs and KB wants to have fun. Oh, KB wants to have, just wanna hit the ball, that's all. I would sign an extension, oh, KB wants to have fun, oh, KB wants to have fun, wants to have fun, Chris, wants to have fun. I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna, I just wanna have fun. He just wants to, he just wants to, I just wanna, I just wanna.